episode of the Fan Man Podcast. I'm DJ Gove. Chris Davis. Sean Hogarty. How you doing? Morning. Good morning. Morning, gents. Happy free comic book day. Free comic book day, Saturday, August 14th. Like day we don't really give a shit about anymore. It's, uh, and you probably yeah. avoid comic stores. Yeah, yes. right now I'm avoiding paying money for comics. Although it's funny. I, have, yeah. I went into, uh, I was at That's Entertainment, my local shop the other day, picking up uh, my Batman 89 books. And um, they have from Free Comic Day, I think it was like two years ago, they did an Umbrella Academy Free Comic Book Day book. And that book mm-hmm. graded at 9.6. It's sell- at 9.6. It's something like $145. Really? Because people came and scooped get, up because right yeah. when the Netflix series started, and oh, there was a low yeah. print run of them, so it's like yeah. the rarest Umbrella Academy book or something like that. I wonder if you I see some that. random ones like that. Yeah, things that were just giveaways or little previews that yeah. end up being first appearances. Yeah. yeah, I need to. Um, I haven't been by uh, Hall of Comics in at least a few weeks, so I've got, I've got to go by and pick up. So I got to decide whether I want to go today because of Free Comic Book Day or whether I should go a different day. But I'll probably try to go today. Um, I haven't seen yeah. those guys in a while and, uh, definitely yeah. it feels weird to support the shop by going when they're, you know, paying money to give you comics, but, um, buy a copy of Batman 89. Yeah. I, I, uh, I probably, will. they get some cool stuff on the walls. We were there yesterday. Oh, yeah. yeah they, they, what did they just put out? They got some really cool stuff. They just put out the first Jane Foster Thor graded and some, they got some other I cool ha- stuff. I have that yeah. run. I know you do. I I've been thinking about. They this. actually have the first Jane Foster Thor in the What If series. Oh yeah, what oh. Right now. that's a good one. Um, yeah, I don't have that. Yeah, I was I was thinking about literally sending my entire run off to get graded, even though m- m- many of the eight issues aren't necessarily worth being graded. But I could probably end up with like the full volume nine point eight, which might be fun. So. Well, especially with the movie coming out, you can unload that thing. Yeah, it's, that's. Great. I was gonna say, yeah. If you're gonna do it, send it in now. Do it. Yeah. You have it pre-movie, so you can flip. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I can get it back in time, but yeah. Um, well, no, they're like four to six months, and you got until next summer, I think. Oh, that's right? insane. Yeah, It'd be a lot of months. Six though. to eight weeks used to piss me off. Now, it's and now four to six months is normal. Yeah. Yeah, unless you want like CBCS <laughs> or somewhere, maybe they're faster. But well, I'm I'm going CBCS, but I probably like want them pressed. Um, yeah, and so. I guess I could have Manoli press and ship them. I wonder if I could get them to press and ship them, but with my account. <laughs> That's my big sticking point is I hate not getting the, you know. He needs to be able to track shit. I, yeah, I do. It's it's my thing. It's, it's on a, a spreadsheet and I sent them on July 17th. It's a sickness. And my last update came in on August 1st. Yeah. And then it got delayed on August 18th. I wonder if, uh, I wonder if Manoli's there today. Do you remember if they talked about professional services? No, I, um, I didn't. They didn't mention it. All right. They've been doing it like every like couple weeks though, so I'm sure there's yeah. a pressing day coming up. Yeah. I still need to send out my uh, my first Nightwing. I need to get that. Yeah. So maybe maybe if you're if you're gonna do a big stack, maybe I can piggyback on that. Yeah. Save on shipping. Not a bad idea. Let me yeah. know. Dig out all your first appearances of King Shark, because those things are like a fifteen dollar wall book at one point. No. And yeah. I think it was on the. They big were selling for. Three thirty nine, yeah. Wear costume, yeah, crazy <laughs> disguise. Yeah, I wear disguise. What disguise are you gonna wear? Big mustache. Okay, so I get. So we're gonna talk about Suicide Squad today, obviously. That's the, like the Suicide Squad. The oh, sorry, the Suicide Squad. Um, Chris, you didn't pick nothing up, right? No collectibles or trinkets or nothing. Nah, not really. No, to talk about. I got that gold label Red Hood McFarlane figure. That's just absolutely a stunner in the Azrael. That's pretty much it. So. 
Nice. I uh, we conveniently skipped when I was doing any of my auction shopping, so I'm off the hook. There we go. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I got you a land shark though. I got a land shark in my car for you. Thank you. Land shark. Um, I sold something. Um, you know, I, I'm in the top. Tell them Steve Dave Patreon tier, and every three months mm. they send out. You know, uh, pretty interesting, weird, uh, weird gifts. But the last, the last round included. Um, a really interesting Kirby style, uh, skateboard deck. Uh, I think it's in scrawled the, the gods of the gods of pod or the pod, yeah, gods, pod gods or something like that. And it's got the guys, you know, uh, in kind of neon green and bright colors, but in a, in a nice Kirby style that Walt Flanagan did. Um, and I just wasn't going to do anything with it. And, uh, so I s- sold it to a, a guy who's bought some other stuff from me and that felt pretty good. Do people have been looking for that thing left and right? Yeah, I, I I got a good good chunk of cash for it, and I know he's he's one of these guys. Uh, I don't know how you pronounce his last name. Curtis Stang Stange. Uh, he's, oh, I know, you, I know. You mean. Yeah, um, he's out in Chicago, isn't he? Yeah, I think yeah. so. And yeah. his uh, I should know. I should been sending him stuff, but his his basement, like his man cave, is insane you know one of those things kind of you know kind of similar to your density chris in terms of you know just stuff and everything or uh what's a smod fan the curator you know there's a few people that have those intense things uh curtis is one of those guys and now he's got the the board up in there it looks really nice nice yeah very cool so anti-acquiring anti-acquiring nice So, yeah, so Suicide, The Suicide Squad came out in theaters and on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the last things, I think, that's going to do that double dip, because coming up, you have like Shang-Chi and Free Guy came out this weekend, and all that stuff is oh, skipping, that out? Oh, it's skipping streaming, that. though. They're, doing, yeah. they're, they're back to doing theater-only stuff now. They don't want to um, go to the theater right now. I know. I know. But, um, Give it time. The vax laws are, the mandates are coming down. Yeah. Yeah. I just read this morning, Los Angeles is going to make it. Vax mandatory to go into a grocery store. Jesus Christ. Uh, New Orleans just did restaurants and Saints games. Uh, New Orleans should do that like all the time. You should need shots on a. You should need a tetanus shot to get into anything in New Orleans. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna swap you. I've never once left New Orleans. Orleans. It's always a great time, but I never leave there feeling well. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. Uh, Cajun crud, kind of like con crud. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, another place that I have no desire to go to anytime soon. What a a con. Yeah, no, not me either. And unless Jesus is resurrecting, oh shit, on the main that's stage, a, yeah, that's, that's probably not happening. Good note. We Friend, have yeah. tickets because now that my kids are all into this cosplay stuff, they, you know, their <laughs> big thing is uh, they want to go to Granite Con in New Hampshire, which is in like yeah. four weeks, three weeks, four weeks, something like that. Um. Good thing is you're going to be fine because nobody ever goes to that con. So you'll have the place to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that like a Ramada downtown or some shit like yeah, that? Yeah, it's not, it's it's yeah. someplace, but but we're going to uh, go. They're meeting some friends there, and yeah. they're not going to want to be in cosplay and then wearing masks, but uh, they're going to have to. So yeah, we'll just tell them to pick Naruto characters, and they'll have and they can kind of work it in the ensemble. I I came home last night. And uh, my kid Parker was dressed up as something, looked dead, like hands blue and like stuff all over their face. It was really strange. Damn kid. And I got in trouble because of the look on my face, you know, like I was 
being judgmental for for you need to support her art yeah exactly judgmental prick <laughs> that's that's what it felt like yeah uh anyway yeah so so the suicide squad came out um everyone watched it right i did yes okay. many many times as as we talked about in our uh football uh season preview episode with mark i predicted that i would watch it before dj i'm not sure if i actually did but i certainly was not late at all yeah, no, I watched it the night it came out, and then we watched it again, the three of us. So, um, yeah, I've actually watched it twice, but I missed mm-hmm. uh, on the second viewing. I was watching with my nephew, and like I got a phone call right as all the crap at the end was gonna about to go down. So I didn't yeah. catch the like I missed uh, the the great stuff with uh, uh, King Shark and his friends. Num nums. No, I got the num nums at the end afterwards, but okay. but I missed the climax. But anyway, yes, I've I've okay. seen it a couple times now. Cool. So this is a a loose sequel, I guess, to the yeah the first Suicide Squad movie. I mean, there's also there's continuity, not like, a sequel at all. Well, you have continuity in that you have a couple of the characters that carried over. Exactly, exactly, and those characters know but. who the other ones are and stuff like like they they would you know Harley and Boomer and Boomerang know each yeah. other and stuff like that. I, so. I, I viewed it as a yeah. as an in-universe story that is independent and you know not really a reboot but yeah not really a reboot. trending I, towards it was honestly annual. i didn't care right it was something yeah. it was a new suicide squad yeah. movie that i watched by itself without i certainly didn't bring my scar tissue for the stuff that i didn't like about the previous one right i went yeah. in um yeah so so we're going to go spoilers as we're talking about this, I assume. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of people have seen it by now. I know people went to the theater to see it. A lot of people got HBO Max just to watch it yeah. for a month. So I, I love, I, I like Plus watching a week, stuff at home. Week and a half. I do, I do, like, I like having that option. Yeah. I do, but if I didn't have the room to watch it in, yeah. I would have been out of theater. Yeah. No, I mean, I, you know. This is something I still felt, even watching it there. I still felt this would have been so much better going to see it in IMAX. Yeah, you know, in one I of the think big Dolby theaters or it was filmed yeah. for IMAX. They had the they had the the thing like the IMAX participation thing in the yeah. Credits this for, so. this was mm-hmm. I, I saw something about it maybe being the first film that was filmed for digital IMAX entirely, meaning you know the the digital resolution mm-hmm. and cameras were sufficient to be IMAX. You know, which is okay. which is unusual. This was. This was like Star Wars level inventing things on the fly. Yeah, which I love. Just to get yeah. this look and feel. Have you watched any of the behind the scenes? I Not haven't. Yet. I want to. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of the filming snippets as to how they pulled off some of the stuff that is yeah. fascinating. I'll have to check it out. You really need to. Yeah. So you had. It's not a David Ayer movie. It's a James Gunn movie now, as, as Chris said. So you had some returning characters. Harley obviously had to be a returning character. You had Amanda Waller come back. Yeah. Flag and Boomerang, I think, are the only returning characters from the first movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, they couldn't get Will Smith. He was busy. So they just replaced him with a bunch of other dead shots. Um, <laughs> everyone's a dead shot, basically, in this movie. No. You mean they replaced him with a better African-American actor? Yeah. The answer is yes. Yeah, they got rid of the Fresh Prince and brought in somebody that. Hey man, I I love Will the Smith. I I I love Will Smith and just about anything. Obviously, Idris Elba is. Yeah, he's dope. I don't think it's fair to say another level, but but he is. No, he is different he energy. Is. <laughs> he is. <It's, laughs> no, he is. It's once. I mean, there's a cap on what Will can do. Yeah, and even in Will's most dramatic performances, yeah, it's still Will doing something. I think yeah. it's a You've little seen... bit unfair, uh, 
Idris Elba's accent and depth of voice automatically gives him an ability to fill space and roles that, you know, as an American, it's a lot harder for Will Smith to fill, I believe. Like a hedgehog? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I don't know. I think... uh... (laughs) I There's thought a that was an interesting nuance <laughs> when you when you have Ildris. Like think back to some of the little comedic lines, the little throwaways that made yes. you laugh out loud. Oh, yeah. That Will can't deliver that. Yeah. And that's not a shot at him. You're Will right. is designed to yeah. okay. oh, the, the briefing room scene, you know. So you know, uh what was it uh polka dot man? says i i hope so when you know so we're all gonna die yeah 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 oh. god i god i hope so yeah. you know what i think it's because he's so much he's so much he's he's more of a serious actor so whenever he's like oh fuck me or whatever you know it's just it, it hits it's, a little that's, funnier that's Conveys. the thing yeah. yeah yeah the the scene with him and his daughter fuck you oh yeah oh, that was escalating awesome. and yes. just the yeah. little things going back and forth with this 16 year old for yeah. god's sakes yeah. she was great that and the throwaway line with him and um peacemaker you know, oh yeah. Unless it's dope as fuck. Yeah, fuck, you're right. You're right. <laughs> He's right. The little head turn and the walk, like oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So so <laughs> so you ha- so it's it's the same kind of setup. You have the you know the task force X or whatever, and it's right. comprom- you know, com- compiled of just random like sub level DC characters. Yeah. So mm. for the roster for this one, according to Gunn, he basically just googled worst DC characters ever and like grabbed the bottom twenty pretty much. <laughs> With a couple, I guess there's a couple they wouldn't let him do. Yeah. Like, I guess he couldn't do Calendar Man or Condiment Man or something like that, but there well, was a Calendar, Calendar Man, Man was in there. Calendar Man's in the movie. Yep. Yeah, but not like as Sean, a By Sean Gunn, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, but Sean's there as Calendar Man. Yeah. yeah. I love um, that. But uh, there's some pretty fucking weird ones in here, so... Um, and even like as someone who like, like, I read a lot of DC books, I've been doing it my whole life, you guys too, there's characters I had no idea who these people were. Oh, I... Uh, Savant, Blackguard. Savant, I knew. Blackguard, uh, I had no idea. I didn't know Ratcatcher. I don't remember that. I've heard of it. So I, I heard like, well, I heard of like the, so Pete Davidson plays Blackguard. Yeah. Never heard of him. He's just another guy with guns. Um, I kind of hate Pete Davidson. So I thought it was a great yeah, not a yeah, me too. guy. Like, that didn't I, bother I, me at all. Like, yeah. yeah. See his face disappear five yeah. minutes. It was awesome. Was right. Terrible. It actually yeah. enhanced that. Oh, by the way, yeah. They, they took the, the Suicide Squad moniker to another level in this movie. So Savant, I had heard of, a uh, horrible Batman villain. Uh, Rooker played him, which is yeah. funny because like Savant in the books is like a birds in of, his 20s. Savant's a birds of prey villain. Yeah, yeah. Which is what made that entire first scene work when he kills the canary. Yeah. That's oh, a black canary villain. Nice. Yeah. So it was a um, subtle little tie-in. Yeah. Who else is in there? So yeah, you're Rat Catcher Two, which is the daughter of the original Rat Catcher, yep. which I had heard of. I didn't. She, you know, she controls rats, obviously. I didn't um, catch that her dad was played by Taika. Taika. Until, yeah. Um, I was going to say that's the most like, famous guy in the movie. When they were showing the <laughs> the kind of the reflection in the bus window, she was telling uh, yes. Idris about about her history. I didn't recognize him at the end when they you know had oh yeah had it. Oh, it was I loved the, it. Yeah. Yeah. Taika was supposed to play a main character, and he got busy with all the other projects that Taika yeah. does. Yeah. So, but he still wanted to do something. Yeah, because him and Gunner buddy. So, yeah. Um, they brought back Captain Boomerang. Mm-hmm. Um, you had Javelin, who's a oh, yeah. green, uh, an old like Green Lantern villain. I think yeah. from like the mm-hmm. Alan Scott days. And basically, this thing is he's just a German Olympic javelin yeah, that's- thrower. That's all he was. That's like your 60s, 70s, like yeah. looking at the costume, yeah. the simplicity yeah. of the costume and the simplicity of the yep. idea. 
But it's a guy with a javelin. Literally a guy in javelin. Yeah, tights and a javelin. Uh, but it's 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 uh, uh, a Borga from like Pitch Perfect and stuff. That guy's pretty funny. So mm-hmm. um, let's see who else was in it. There was a uh, Weasel. He's moving up in the world. Yeah. Weasel, yes. Which I didn't. I mean, when Sean got into the mocap for, I had no idea who the character was. And, yeah. You know, I had to go read about it. Um, yeah, I hope you didn't read much because no, you really didn't need to go very deep there. No, I just wanted to find out where it's from. They had a uh, Mo- Mongol sister Mongra. Oh yeah, who's a Superman mm-hmm. villain. Um, in the what happens to her is kind of funny because it shouldn't happen. There's a lot of that where it's like yeah, like so. Well, we're going slower. I, so so w- basically, you have this. They they assemble this entire team and and you know they go. The whole point of the movie is they're going to Corto Maltese. Yep. Um, you know, well enunciated. I'm proud of you, kid. Thank you. You practiced, didn't you? Yes, I was. I was in the. He's been working on his vaulted present uh, presentation and pronunciation skills. I like that. Um, Well done. To pronounce or not to pronounce? That's a. uh, Um, (laughs) So we're going to the warm, sticky place with the trees. Yes, Massachusetts. No. Um, (laughs) Yes, feels like this week it is. It's gross. Fuck yeah. So, so they assemble this team of characters, um, and. they send the, the the whole point. That, you know, they're going to this this island to take out this uh dictator that basically took over the government or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you don't know is is that they have control of Starro. Right. So Starro is another super obscure villain. I want to, if, if I'm correct in my timeline, Starro was the reason that you got the Justice League because right. the Justice League first assembled to fight Starro back in the Silver Age. Right. You got that classic cover classic with cover. Yep. the yeah. baby Starros on all of their faces. Yep. Um, so they went with a gigantic starfish um, that does like an invasion of the body snatchers kind of deal. Yeah, that's um, which is interesting. But so they show up on the beach and Pete Davidson because he's a piece of shit in the movies too. Um, no, actually, I should say he's he's not bad. I just don't like him. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, had you know basically sold out the the mission to the army. So they all get just destroyed. They all get clipped. Right. Um, he gets shot through the face. Uh, gory as shit. So and even in that death, he still wins because he slept with Kate Beckinsale. Mm. That's true. Yeah, and Ariana Grande. So, so one mm-hmm. one question, right? So yeah, Pete Pete sells him out, yep. or Blackguard sells him out. Yeah. So it's a massive ambush, but as we learn towards the end of the opening sequence, that entire thrust was in fact a feint to draw attention, so that the smaller insertion team could actually get into Corto Maltese so, undetected. Yeah. Which yeah. means, what's didn't Amanda Waller probably probably assume? And that, and that, which I have a Black huge problem with that. Sell them out they were or a huge no, problem with that plot line too. They were the cannon fodder. Yeah. yeah. Which I didn't. They, I mean, it, to be most effective though, him selling them out actually guaranteed the drawing of attention. So I will tell you, as that beach scene is going down and everybody is dying, DJ was the first person that popped into my head. <laughs> like he is going to be so pissed that everybody they told him was in this movie for the last two years yeah. was just wiped out in the first five minutes. Yeah. I was like literally clapping to myself. I'm like, <laughs> we like oh my God, pain. the internet's going to explode. Yeah. But but I want my Nathan Fillion. He was supposed to be in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I could, oh, I forgot I about him. Forgot about him. Yeah. I could already Me hear too. the internet just crying out in pain. I love it. Because you just took out, yeah. I did too. And it's, I'm like, yeah, yeah you, got, you knew what was coming. Fuck you. Right. They're gone. Talk a little bit Try about again. style. The tone that was set when Rooker turns tail and swims off the beach in fear, even though he knows his head's going to blow up, then his head blows up and the blood on the water says Warner Brothers presents, like right? Gun's use view. of- it looked like a comic in, panel. you know, quote unquote, in camera titling mm-hmm. at multiple points. 
I loved, and that really, yeah, yeah set set a tone. So, hey, I, and you get the fuck you canary coming and eating his brains. Coming, out. Yes. Exactly. So, like, I didn't, I didn't so much mind the fact that I knew they're gonna wipe a lot of this guy, these guys out. It's I didn't expect it to be that quick, which is it's it's fine. There's two major problems I have with that entire scene. Mm. Number one is how Mongra dies. So she 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 grabs a helicopter and takes it down and and, and burns and burns up. But the problem is, she's an alien. She takes like Superman blasts. Hmm. to the chest it's like she shouldn't be able to catch on fire so that's like a small thing all right i'm kind of bummed they killed boomerang too because like you have flash movies coming and you just hmm. killed his big bad like you you have a flash point movie oh coming. yeah that's right yeah maybe we're gonna get like crazy sideburns scottish captain boomerang oh my god i hope so i want the little like you know the crispy cream hat on his head and stuff like david <laughs> that version like david tennant or someone maybe I, I'm oh, always, oh, that'd be so yeah. good. That would be good. But um, yeah, I would go with that. The biggest thing, so, so I, I'm under the, the same thing you were saying too, like the assumption that she knew, what, you know, that right. basically they were just. So it's like, why would you put your like your second in command, basically, and Harley, who's run a ton of missions already for you, yes, in that group? That just didn't make any sense to me. Like, why would you put oh, flag I, in that group? Oh, there? I mean, I understand she's oh, a cold hearted bitch, that. but yeah, because your two better versions of flag are in the other group. Mm-hmm. True. You got your two alphas right. leading I mean, the actual you know, squad there. Yeah. This is expendable resources, right, by definition, right? Just because we it, love Harley doesn't mean Harley that Amanda got, Waller sees Harley as anything except a resource. But, and then it creates Harley as, she's your hero arc through the movie. Yes. Yeah, she survives yeah. the first one. She's the one that gets captured. She's the one that has to be yeah. saved. She, Can, no, it, she's the one who doesn't have everything else. Can we all agree she, she could go back in. Yeah. Can we all agree she nailed it again? Oh, yeah. Like she, it's she's Gunn so good. Wrote that her as Gun wrote her as if it was coming out of Jimmy and Amanda's run. Yes. Oh my god! Again, again, yep. they did like, it. It's like, and he pulled the bird scene right from one of the books. Yeah, the flowers. I mean, it was something. Yeah, <laughs> he pulled the uh, the killing of the. <laughs> she said dogs. Yeah, when she's giving her a little rant after she shoots Gavin, the killing of the hyenas. It's yep. talking about her crazy ex boyfriend who yep. came in and killed her animals. Yep. That's yep. why she has a stuffed beaver now. Tony, the uh, that's right. The whole thing too, like, what are you doing, Carl? I had road rage in a bank. <laughs> I was just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sorry, had to do a number two. Yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. She's so good. She's so pitch perfect in that she plays. She seriously acts, you know, into the corners of this interesting character box, you know, both physically, mentally, you know, um, and. But also the heart, like her weird love of people, like the whole uh, the romance with the 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 general, right? The yeah. romance with the the guy who took over for four hours. <laughs> being yeah, for four hours, being hooked by earlier her peace. loving javelin's accent, right? Yes, I mean, yes. You know, building into that, and that how that concludes with her, you know, talking about well, there are red flags, and I, you know, I I love you, I and you're awesome, but I had men. to kill you, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. She's fantastic. I always wanted to meet a werewolf. <laughs> Those guys are werewolf. Yeah. I mean, there were some wicked funny parts. Um, and like surprisingly, I I liked the new roster more than I thought I was going to. Um mm -hmm. I'm was pleasantly surprised. Like obviously you knew Idris Alba was gonna nail it. Yeah. And granted, they completely reworked the character. I remember I had one Bloodsport comic back in the day, and it was like he was basically just a dude like in a tank top and a bandana. They looked at Contra pretty much. Yeah. But the way they reworked him, like his helmet was basically the Xenomorph head from Aliens, which was dope looking. Yeah, had, that like, was the, a neat um, helmet. I, I like that. 
the amount of the weird I mean, obviously he has some kind of like star tech weapons that could just build gun upon yep. gun which is kind of cool yep, and then he had this cool. the awesome like a uh, bow and arrow thing he had on the inside of his arm oh yeah was just amazing it was so cool um so you, you knew he was gonna nail it but i was very pleasantly surprised how good john cena was in this yeah. movie too yeah cena crushed it he, he wasn't just it. a big cena was dumb, so good you know action star type dude he had yeah. some subtlety to, to the performance he had um you know, actual complex motivations that weren't exactly, you know, relatable, but, but, and he was, he was, he had a little bit of that, uh, Drax, um, you know, lack of, uh, lack of irony in his, uh, you know, reaction to the world and, and, you know, uh, straight ahead view the whole, you know, if the beach was full of dicks, you know, I mean that, that, <laughs> yeah. That that was hilarious. I want peace, and I'll kill every man, that, woman, and child yes. until I get it. That was funny, but I like the fact that they let Bloodsport just break down his persona in two yes. seconds. Yes. yes. Like, no, Liberty's just, that's the bullshit you use to justify yeah. all the crazy shit you want to do. Yep. Yeah. So. And it looked like that struck home for a moment before it was overcome by his- Yeah, then it was gone. Yeah. Again, the whole then reason he was why- back the eating dicks. Yeah. Whole reason why the character's in the movie, because he's not a very complex villain. <laughs> it's right. like- but so um, is he, he actually, there, there was an implication or a straight up hint that he's, there's, there's a follow-up with him. There's a Peacemaker series. It's already um, filmed. It's already filmed and there's done. Eight, yeah. There's was, eight episodes. It's ready to go. Oh, it's a TV January? series? Yeah. HBO, yeah Max. HBO Max. Nice. That's gun went into production immediately after finishing this. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. and I just kind of find funny that like, you know, I mean, he looks ridiculous. He's got this stupid helmet. That's stupid. But like the, the best part is, oh. like John Cena like stole the costume and he wears it everywhere now. Like I heard someone like he went to a grocery store once dressed as Peacemaker and just walked around and <laughs> he's just wandering around. He's doing late night shows. He's uh, popping up all over the place. Good for him. Awesome. The pride of West Roxbury, Massachusetts. Um, <laughs> so then you had um, obviously King Shark was in it. Incredible. Um, and this was if you would you know I I remember hearing vaguely of King Shark back when I was a kid so if you had gone back and told like 12 year old me hey yeah. when you get older um you're going to have uh two live action King Sharks and a King Shark cartoon and then a King Shark yeah. series I would have been like fuck you you're not out of your mind but that's what yeah. we have now um, the, uh, um what, he's getting his own title yeah yeah and there's yeah. a King Shark book coming out yep well, and they might even I've heard uh, they they were talking about maybe doing a uh, small mini series cartoon based on the Ron Funches King Shark from the Harley cartoon <laughs> I have not I still haven't watched that I got to watch So it. King Shark I mean it's totally it's a totally different character yeah. the way they do King Shark in that cartoon but it might be one of the best things ever is Ron Funches' King Shark delivery I love Funches I'll be curious to see cuz now that that character has taken off so much they tend to get hyper protective like you're not going to see that character pop up on the flash again yeah. No, that, that's over. You're not, no, that's well, over. You're going to... Well, so one of my favorite things about King Shark in James Gunn's The Suicide Squad is how they took... Right. We saw King Shark come to life in Flash, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. and that was a lot of fun because you never thought you'd see it and you saw it. But the 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 physical realism, the the proportions, the... The, the incredible CGI, you know, I mean, it, yeah. it, not to mention the, the personality and the voice oh, that Stallone, Stallone gave it, but it, yeah. but it just, it, it was so anchored. Whereas when you're watching Flash, the physical proportions he was huge, wasn't and the he? real Flash physics. was massive, right? Yeah. And it just doesn't yeah. work, but this actually felt real. And then the, like, I don't know anything about King Shark's 
you know, background. And was it Nanwe, the, you know, the the shark god or whatever? Yeah, just, Nanwe. Basically just, what it is, yeah. Yeah, the little bits you got there. Like, I was just floored at that. That yeah. the every, you know, everything about how he delivered it, similar to Rocket Raccoon and, you know, and Groot, you know, these characters that are like unbelievable and mm-hmm. stupid and whatever, you know, I'm not surprised that he did it again. He delivered a bunch of people where their background and their nonsense character nature from a comic book, just still, it's personality, it's interaction, Mm -hmm. it's emotion, it's humor, you know, so well done. Yeah, and the thing with King Shark is not only like, you know, obviously like, it's it's awesome because it's Stallone, Um, (laughs) but the the animation on hand- Fake mustache. That was a favorite one. <laughs> I'll never get over that. I was yeah. I almost pissed myself. Yeah. He, he's like get the fin up over his mouth and shit. Yeah. But um the animation on him was insane. Like he yeah. looked like he looked weathery. He looked yeah. wet all the time. Oh, yeah. Just like yep. that's not an easy texture to pull off. No. Nope. Just you nope. know, credit what they can do now. After he gets stuff. injured. Oh yeah. yeah. Like the raw like blubber and meat you saw. Yeah. Yeah. They nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. And um I don't remember I, ever seeing a shot like I'm only thinking about it in retrospect. Like normally I'm very sensitive to lighting and, and placement and focus and all these things that just make CG not quite natural. And we've definitely entered the era, I mean, but well before this movie, but, but this is a good example where it sits in the scene, right? You, it, it doesn't, you never, your brain's never like, well, that's not real, right? Well, yeah, no, it's, it, he doesn't seem like a CGI character. He seems yeah. like he's there. You're getting back to this is my favorite part of the entire movie. Beyond story, beyond characters, it's the way Gunn was able to film this thing. Yeah, oh, this gorgeous. didn't look like any other comic book movie. Yeah, Endgame for everything you enjoyed about it. Yeah, that beautiful battle scene at the end. Yeah, that was clearly one giant green screen. It looked like a video game. Then, right? It looked like a, a video really game. good video game. Right. Yeah, but. 95% of the stuff in Suicide Squad was done practically. Right. In a King Shark was the only urban, thing. You know, and, yeah. What? Polka dots flying. Oh, yeah. That's, that's about it. But you were still doing squibs on the gun stand and all of that yeah. to yeah. make yeah. it come down. But he did most of it practically. And what really struck me watching the movie, like, you watch some of the other comic movies we've seen, it looks like panels out of a page. It's even right. though you have all this stuff going on, even the big airport scene that you saw in yeah. Civil War, it still looked very kludgy. It's constructed, giant man. right? It really is. Where, as opposed to trying to do a computer generated, they created the camera technology. Like, right. watch, go back and watch the behind the scenes stuff. What they did and the gyro they had, even that first opening scene with Savant, mm-hmm. they have the camera on a gyro to go from the puddle. So it's one seamless yeah. shot oh, bringing yeah. it up yep. to him. So you're still seeing the reflection. Yeah, it was all practically not how close they were coming in with any of these things. You're not. There were no dolly shots on this thing. Right. Everything was crane on a gyro, actually rotating around the Harley gun scene. Yeah. Oh, the that guns was come, awesome. And the arms going here. It's all of that was done through the camera work. He said this is the first time he's been able to film a movie in the way his mind saw it. Yeah. Because the technology finally caught up. Yeah. In, in everything they, else you could simulate. Yeah, it's robotics stuff, and automation like, and computer control. Of I believe the company was called Red aspect. that does the cameras. Yeah, Red. And it, yeah, it was nuts. Yeah. Plus, you know, they, you know, with it seems like at least for what you're right, like WB wanted him so bad after the whole Marvel thing happened, they kind of went, 
We'll leave you alone. Whatever you want to do, yeah. just do it. And they really but stayed the hell out of his way on this one. Well, just what do you got to do? And that's not a shock for Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers was always known as a filmmaker studio, where the other Except, ones tend to meddle a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. Except for DC stuff. Thanks. <laughs> that's unless your name's David A. or Zack Snyder. Um, you just yeah, but they had too many changes, and when you're selling the company, yeah. Let me explain to you this how that goes. Whoever's buying it is going to dictate whatever happens with yeah. whatever great idea you had on the shelf. Yeah, you got there, but Ayers, you're never going to see that movie. Yeah. I never. No. Sees no. the light of day at this point. No. So you, it won't compare. That's yeah. For sure. So speaking well, and of like, why would you? So now you finally have a comic movie that took the last twelve years, fifteen yeah. years. And say, guess what? The bad guy doesn't have to fall out of the sky. Yeah. Oh, it could already be here. You it can came from the sky. At throw some point, but it's you not, can throw like a little two minute snippet to yeah. explain why it's here, yep. and then the yeah. other two hours and fifteen minutes are yeah. What actually happens when you're on Earth? It was re- it was re- it was refreshing not having you know uh, cloud or sky bad guys. Yeah. Um. Even though like this one's like completely ridiculous. This whole thing, but here's the thing: Starro wasn't the big bad guy. That's, no, actually, it that's wasn't the point. Yeah, Starro was a captor of the big bad guys mm-hmm. who is then reacting when he breaks out. Yeah, Capaldi he's just trying to get nailed free and go it. home. He was so like you never questioned the ridiculousness of this dude with wires and tubes and bullshit on his head, right? He, he, he just delivered. Yeah. And having him, I love the historical stuff. Like I've always loved it with uh, Captain America and the stuff they do in Marvel, you know, tying back to, to world war two and stuff like that, having it tie back to cold war and, you know, state department politics and stuff. You know, I mean, I love that stuff. (laughs) Your bad guy was the American government. (laughs) <laughs> yes, pretty much. It was a shot at it was a shot at the American government and the military complex in this country. Yeah, that's really where it was. Pretty much. So you know, you you guys talk about like you know the cameras and stuff like that. So there was three, I think three really. Well, I used to be cool. So we already talked about the first the first big action set piece, which is when everyone gets wiped out. You had a couple more. So you had one where, um, Idris Alba, Cena, Ratcatcher, and King Shark and Polka Dot Man. Um, go into the jungle to try to say, uh, save Rick Fly, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, possibly <laughs> Jeez, one of yes. the greatest things I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, that was it was awesome. amazing. Yep. Um, because you have like you know basically it's just as John Cena, Idris Alba kind of doing the whole Gimli Legolas thing. Like, yeah. Okay, you're up. What else can what can you do now? Yeah. Trying to like out kill the other one, yes. which was kind of crazy. Yep. And then you find out they get there to rescue Flag, and, and it was killed the freedom, all the good guys. The freedom yeah. Fighters <laughs> camp, and they were all good guys. Um. Um, yeah, I'm not uh, sure I needed the gratuitous penis shot, which I didn't catch until last night's viewing. Yeah, it, yes. it's. I glossed over it, and then I'm like, "Oh shit!" He just makes that thing swing up in the air when the big guy goes down. Yeah. yeah. And why you was he wearing his wife beater and for it, Chris? No pant. That's the jungle. It's, no, it's it must human. be hanging around with you, Sean. It's hot. Yeah. Yeah. Just, mm. yeah. yeah. He was doing Beat Saber in the jungle. Um, <laughs> oh, no. It's the official Beat Saber. You know what? Costume. That is the outfit I would expect from Sean. He would weave the shorts on, cover That's up tits, right. and just let yeah. a dick fly. Right. <laughs> That's right. Um, so that that was an awesome scene. Uh, filmed very well, obviously. Again, yeah. gorgeous. Um, yep. What did you guys, like? What was your favorite kill from that? Do you have a particular kill you liked in that one? So the. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I was like the, you know, uh, peacemaker shooting over his shoulder, right? Yeah. Even though it's, yeah. it's a layup in terms of setup. It just, it, you get to see his eyes looking at, uh, blood sport, you know, in that there's so much, even though it's horribly violent, that scene, there's so much humor and, you know, uh, 
competition and, you know, and that shot because of how it's staged and how far back it is. And he's even going back before the guy comes out. Like, it's just, yeah, it's bullshit. But it's it's just well, so when he's well staring lit. blood sport in the eye when he does it exactly yes. it's yeah like, he's looking him right yeah, in the eye I don't even need to you know yeah I loved it and that's when you that's, get that dope I, as fuck line too oh that's right exactly it's a little head off. tilt it's like yeah. oh um, <laughs> nobody likes honestly to show off. my <laughs> yeah that it's was it, yeah. pure gratuitous violence yeah but my favorite was the hatchet on the guy sleeping yeah. he just walks he just leaves it yeah yeah in in kind of the you know. In the tracking shot, right? So it's one of those side-scrolling, it's just a motion it's, from it's, left yeah. to right. But yeah, as he goes he by, break without halting, just smooth bang, motion, bang, 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 boom, bang, boom, bang. boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And then like, doesn't he, after that, he turns around and he jumps up and he pulls himself up on the roof or whatever. Yes. Like, he's so goddamn yeah. Yeah, yeah, what is yeah. that guy? He's so fucking strong. Which, you know, he's going 245, 250. Yeah. There's the no way he's sneaking right. across no. a rooftop of a, you know- Random jungle structure like jungle nice shanty, canvas, yeah. cargo pants, or whatever yeah, the hell he's wearing. Yeah. Yeah. I can't make it down the stairs without waking up the entire household. There's no way he is pulling that off. Well, I don't know if you know this, Sean, because I know it's not really your role, but see, the thing with John Cena is you can't see him. <laughs> yes, so, I know. I know. <laughs> um, I know it's not your wheelhouse, but no, I if mean, we could have gotten just one of those. Seriously, yeah. we, they should have. And flashing. Oh, they should have. <laughs> it would have been, oh, I would, yeah. Um, but uh, and it's weird the whole that whole scene. It almost seemed like it was like one shot, even though I know it wasn't. But the yeah. way they just composed it, it was just well. That I mean, that's one of it the goes back to Gunn's filmmaking. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's Gunn is that wonderful mix of imagination. Uh, he still focuses on the heart of a story, so you actually give a crap or are invested it somehow. But then the execution, you're never looking at these fast action cut, 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 and losing your sense of What's what's where, Thanks. right? Which is so important exactly. to be immersed in. You can't mm-hmm. be confused. You need to have grounding in left and right and front and back and orientation of things. Mm-hmm. And if That's it's done right, you me. don't it was, notice it. It was really the filming because you felt like you were within that space yes. as they go through the huts. And then the camera seamlessly turns as they head back towards yeah. the guy, that, yeah. you know. Which is, which is, right, which is a lot harder to do. The, the ability to have a camera look in multiple directions in a single shot, that means you can't do your normal setup where, okay, now Video Village is over here and, you know, we're just looking at a, you know, a quarter of the 360 pie and Mm -hmm. no, that kind of movement, you know, it's, it's harder to block. It's harder to deliver in a single performance, but but it it makes such a difference in that immersiveness that you talked. You're about. basically getting about 270 there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You're leaving that crane in one quarter of your shot yeah. and working in all of the other space. Exactly. And you don't have. Think of any of the other kind of movies like this that we've seen. It's like Sean said. It's still your old cutscenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You jump from one thing. Avengers on the street. Okay, now we're going to the sky battle. Yeah. Now it's a cutscene to the yeah. train station to the. It's very disorienting. This, they yeah. flowed through the jungle into the village, yeah. right up to the scene with flag, that whole thing. It's it was really. I think that's what captured me the most out of the whole thing. I love the character development, mm. but the way he was able to pull off the visuals. Yes, this wasn't like anything that we've seen before. He really changed the game with this one. Yeah, yeah, and you know you talk. So we go to the next big big action piece is where you know so harley 
you know, the general summons Harley after they kidnap or whatever. And, right. you know, she ends up, mm. you know, after she bangs him, she kills him because he's <laughs> red flag. Red um, flag. But so, so they have Harley. Rest in peace, that gorgeous monster between she, your legs. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> so they, they, you know, they have Harley, you know, uh, like all strung up in the, in the palace or whatever. And the guys torture her with a uh, shock stick and all yeah. that stuff. And cattle. Prop. Um, yeah. Then of course, you know, she gets loose. She snaps the guy's neck and then she uses, she, you know, uses her acrobatics to pull herself out of the chains and steal the key. Which and, she actually did. Which she actually Margo did. Margot did like, that scene herself. Yeah. Little aside, was I the only one that was hoping it was going to be the David Lee Roth version of just a gigolo that she oh. was singing? Because <laughs> yeah. that's the first thing that popped into my head. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, it, but the being it was Willie Prima, right? Ah, uh, that sounds right. I can't confirm. So, I, I'm so grounded in well, yeah. the David but, like, Lee Roth's E there. Yeah, that kind of fits like the whole like the But it was a it was a hilarious song for her basically to come out and kill four hundred guys too. Probably not that many. It was like a couple hundred, right? But it's very fitting with the character. Oh yes. Like Harley is that loner. She wants to have friends. Yeah. She. I mean, you see her trying to be friends with Milton at the end. <laughs> she Golly, really wants to be part of the group and she wants friends but she's so damaged yeah yeah that she's still essentially a loner all the time yeah but she breaks out she, there's a scene you know the scene you have the flowers and the birds and stuff like the yeah. couple of machine guns and she just goes on a tear and takes out basically every guard in the palace pretty much mm-hmm. they and gave they, harley a wick-esque scene yeah they did yeah it's that has to be one of your i mean Think about that. It's not, there's no CG. There's no superpowers. There's nothing like that. Yeah. It is just a badass bit. When she rips the chunk of her dress off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that, it. Like yeah. you're channeling some Kill Bill in there. You're chan- I mean, it's the, the harking back to a bunch of different movies there. The physicality and uh, brains behind the martial arts moves that she's using there was really right like there's there's no way to view it as oh she's just crazy and powerful she's clearly like skilled and insane in you her acting crouching tiger shit in oh, the yeah. hallway scene after she gets the javelin oh yeah, yeah. that little oh, yeah. jump move off oh. the wall oh yeah it's, that was yeah. beautiful when she gets yeah. the javelin back right. that's she what yeah that javelin, was awesome the little back thrust before yeah. turn and she gives it that one beat pause yep before she moves on it was she yeah. nutted that whole thing it's yeah. I know it's recency bias. I'm going to pull a DJ here. That's probably my favorite battle scene, like fight scene out of any of the comic book movies I've seen. Yeah. It's up there. Yeah, it's good. It's up there. I was going to say the same the thing whole... about the the camp scene. Yeah. One of the better... Yeah, I mean, to, to see her, and she works her way through. It was it almost played like a video game, too. Yes. Yeah. 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 The escape through the first, the gunfight, through yeah. the hallway scene. It's, yeah, no. The... It's, it's probably a top three or a top five. I mean, I would probably... Uh, still, the the Cap Tony Bucky fight is still up there for me. Yeah, yep. I I enjoy it, but it is so CG. That's true. That it takes it. it the first time I saw it, jaw dropping, eyes wide, like yeah. oh my god, this is what I always wanted to see out of this. Mm-hmm. I mean, all right, called it Civil War. I was hoping you were going to go somewhere else, but you're yeah. you're paying it off here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I really wanted the actual Civil War storyline, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> we'll 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 go with it. That's fine. Um, but what really enthralled me, and it's probably because I'm such a fan of those Wick slash the Kill Bill type movies yeah. and all yeah. that. Oh yeah. But you guys touched upon Margot's performance before. In this, you see every variation of Harley Quinn mm-hmm. in that sequence. Yes. 
like the batshit crazy playing possum as she's singing right to once the general leaves the flash of anger in her like the evil you see in her eyes yeah before she's gonna take right down to the giddiness as she's going through right you get the badass scene with the guns and then the hallway scene with the flowers and it goes from the rage to like the little smile on her face and then yeah. the joy finding the javelin, the whole right. You see the gamut of like that. The, yeah, like the sh- like she's like she's she weighs all these guys out. And then all of a sudden, a shiny nickel syndrome. Oh hey, it's my oh. javelin. Yeah. yeah, but but I I like the way you pointed that out because I don't think I'd really appreciated that, Chris. But the end cap of her completing it, her escaping, mm-hmm. calling the cab, th- putting the javelin in the cab. I mean, everything about that. <laughs> she was just hilarious. pauses for a second. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she sees she sees Peacemaker and Bloodsport showing up. And the inclusion of her strange affections, right, which started with the mm-hmm. her you know sexual romantic craziness mm-hmm. that is a foundational part of her character with the general before she kills him, and now it's to the literal. You can see her heart melt when she sees that they're coming to rescue her when she was off on her own and lost. And yeah. the I can go back in, which is the the most crazy, stupid thing. And she's trying to please somebody exactly. else. Exactly. You were going to do something nice for me. Exactly. I'm sorry. You saw it when they took her out of the pit too. Yeah. As they're taking yeah. her to see the general. Yeah. As they're making her up, all of a sudden she gets the glimpse in the mirror. And she's like, oh yeah. Oh my God, I'm a princess. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, it's like everyone always- like She never know. sees herself that way. Right. Yeah. You know, everyone goes back to, you know, Downey with the Tony Stark stuff, where it's like, yes. you know, oh, no one body the character. It's like, weird. the thing is, Tony Stark is just Robert Downey Jr. They're the same person, kind of. Right. So Margot yeah. might be your most immersive, well-pulled-off acting job in one of these because movies. Like, she embodied the character more. Quinn, yeah. Right? It's, it's not yet. I, Tony God, I fucking is. hope not. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. RDJ just had to play himself. I mean, yeah. he lived that life. He had to shave a certain shaped beard, pretty much. He, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. He's a drunk virgin. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> The years right. of throwing away your life, drinking, and ruining all of your relationships and all of that, yeah. and yeah. being overly narcissistic. Yeah. He nailed that. He had that. Yeah. yeah, but like you said, John, no one is is Harley yeah. in real life, thank Christ. Um, and she just, it's, I mean, to say she nailed it over these last three movies is almost- Totally, like totally random aside. Yeah. In the world of embodying characters, um, you guys watch Ted Lasso? Yes. Yeah. All right, so you need to watch oh. Ted Lasso, DJ. Um, one of my You're favorite- You're missing out car- on the best thing on television. Oh, it, it, yeah. I, it's, it's actually, far. I think it's my number one TV series ever. And that is a very strange thing to say about a half hour sports comedy for me. But but I am uh, in absolute love with Roy Kent. Well, that's where I'm going. So one of the characters is this uh, older, you know, uh, football player, soccer player, Roy Kent, who is gruff- and mean, but so soft-centered, and and like his heart is so clear behind this rough, profane exterior. So something uh, Mark Bernardin tweeted the other day led me down a rabbit hole to look up. It was uh, genius. That yeah, I know that, exactly where you're going. So with Roy this. Kent is played by this uh, British writer, comedian, actor Brett Goldstein, who apparently was a writer on Ted Lasso before the casting mm-hmm. had been locked as he's writing the character of Roy Kent he becomes convinced that he could play or should play or or is Roy Kent and so on his own films a you know films a a a, a demo reel or films a, a a screen test or whatever and gives it to I assume I actually think Jason Sudeikis and and said I know this is weird I'm a writer you know Please, you know, please watch this and got the part. 
but what really, so that's, that's just a great story, right? But, uh, but I saw that he had a podcast called films, uh, films to be buried with, um, mm-hmm. that, uh, I guess Kevin Smith's been on or whatever. I've been listening to him interviewing Edgar yeah. Wright, but listening to him and, and hearing somebody who is not Roy Kent, but is Brett Goldstein has the same voice, but I mean, yes, I know it's acting, but there's such strength in that character that to hear that Brett Goldstein, the person is totally different, right? Just really drives home appreciation for so fulfilling a character and realizing a character, um, that Margot Robbie does. I just want to bring that up, recommend that podcast and Brett Goldstein. And if you have not watched Ted Lasso, DJ or anybody else listening, it, yeah, but put it to the top of the list. It should such be a quick ahead of watch. like playing video games or anything. Yeah, it is just it. I, it's heroin. This is coming from me who hates everything. Yes, know, like, like it is what, like food for your soul. Which I played you Mega just Man feel good two after for like a half an hour last night. It's the first time I picked up a controller in about a month and a half. I just yeah. haven't had time I'm, juice I'm you, to do it. Every every episode is snorting laughter. I will tear up at least once, and There's it's at always least one or two lines. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So good. I thought you were going to go somewhere else. Okay. Because Mark Bernardin actually made a reference to um, the Roy Kent character having the same energy as Bloodsport. Yeah. Like, so I, I that, tweeted, that's what led me to very similar. I replied yeah. to Mark saying, oh my God, now I want Brett Goldstein in a DC movie. And that's what led me down that path. And it's, mm. and it's that great scene. Yes. Like when he posted the side-by-side picture. Yes. And it's Bloodsport's little fuck. That's true. Yeah. After the whole, unless it's dope as fuck. Yes. Yeah. And it's the wrinkle in time thing. It's like that realization, like, fuck. Yes. He got me. Yeah. Yep. It's perfect. Yeah. So we get to the third act, yep. the the Starro fight, which, I mean, it's not, I'm not going to say it's like the greatest boss fight in comics but or anything like that. One, right? It, it was kind of cool. No, so it, you got a distributed team fighting a giant mm-hmm. distributed monster, right? And it's not just the, the big fight. Bad. And the fight was really secondary. Yes. Yes. Starro's like a background piece to this whole thing. Yeah. To, so, pe- you know, Peacemaker's on a separate um, mission Mission from Waller to destroy all the evidence, evidence. of Starro, basically. Yeah. Um, Starro kills Thinker. Um, Peacemaker kills Flag. Yep. Um, which was a brutal fight. Yeah. It's the sound effects and stuff. Like when he gets hit with mm-hmm. a piece of ceramic, whatever. Oh, it, yeah. Um, and then and just like, show you it going into his heart. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh god. Um, and then yeah, that was a weird choice that mm-hmm. was very effective. Yeah. It was and very then um, yeah. you know, he's ready to kill. Uh, Scene is ready to kill Ratcatcher, and yeah. um, Idris Elba happens to fall from the top of the tower they're in right then and there. Yeah. And they pay off the yeah they they pay off the smaller bullet through the bigger bullet. Yes. That they were doing earlier on. <laughs> smaller so bullet. Peacemaker dies, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah. And then when they fight Starro. It's basically, I mean, it's it, it's a little nonchalant. Basically, it's it's you know, polka dot man um, mm. fires polka dots at him once and like melts part of his ankle, I guess. Yeah, and then he's all excited, and then he gets killed. <laughs> so, so very nonchalantly. So that that it's worth <laughs> David Dustmel Dustmelchian who plays polka dot man. Um, such a strange character, but a good example of again, Gunn just realizing these bullshit characters. Yeah. The the real physical glowing polka dots within him and the way he anchored the need to get them out. Did they is, rework that for the movie? Cause I don't remember him. Like, Oh, I have no idea. I've never read polka dot man. Nah, he didn't even, he never showed up on my radar. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I knew of the character, but I couldn't tell you if I 
ever saw him. In you heard about because it's so ridiculous, but right. But anchoring his his mommy issues into the 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 way he perceives the world yeah. is some of the most visual ridiculousness I've ever seen. Yes, you know, seeing his mom dancing in the disco around him was. I mean, that's that's gold. Disturbing. Disturbing. Yeah, disturbing. Oh yes, yeah, terrific. Yeah. yeah, it's that whole boss scene, and it's it's interesting. This is is probably more on the second watching. Did you get it? It has so little to do with Starro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just your comic book bad. It's like a retribution story for every one of those characters. Mm, yes, it's they're all on their own little journey. It's them versus Waller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more than anything else and also the folks who work for waller that little you know the the rebellion within the office was really interesting steve agee come on i freaking shark was working the computer yeah 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 Yeah. they'd all be dead by the way oh yeah like that that character would not let that go they'd all be dead (laughs) unless they need you know handlers for peacemaker yeah spoken as somebody who's in the IT field, wishing lots of IT people dead on a daily basis. I respect your statement, DJ. <laughs> Thanks. Um, <laughs> but there's a reason why those people are in the IT field. Yes. Yeah. They ain't going to fuck with anybody. Yeah. The 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 taking bets on who's going to die, that, yeah. was, that yeah. was dark, that was pretty but funny. funny. That was yeah. nice. But um, yeah, so they, they end up taking out Starro. Uh, the she call, uh, rat catcher calls the rats. They distract it. Harley jumps off a roof, puts the javelin through the center of its oh, eye. The yeah. rats come into the eye. Uh, that was disgusting. Fucking gross. Yeah. It was gross. Complete payoff of her com- throwaway comment in the bus earlier. Which yes. One? That's, I'm going to get you out of here alive. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. When he says, don't worry, I'll make sure I get you out of here alive. Yeah. And she just kind of responds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you take the least of the characters. Yeah. And Make they the hero, the basically. Hero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, also so the it was- power of the, right, that's kind of part of the whole Suicide thing is, Suicide Squad thing is Ratcatcher and what ultimately happens there is the aggregate power of the dirty and the bad and the downtrodden, the rat, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The way it's the sum of all of these expendable forces brought to bear against mm-hmm. a more superior foe is a makes a difference. Yeah. And you had what's possibly the best character in the entire movie, um, lead the charge, Sebastian the Rat. Um, (laughs) That rat cracked me up over and over again. We didn't even talk about him yet, but like her little like main rat, like the little vest on who waiting everybody and stuff and they order him a drink in the bar and shit. Uh, It was hilarious. And and him on- The uh, drink thing got me. The drink thing got me. And on Blood Sports knee at the end. Yes, he's like like, trying to pet it. Yeah. Just watching Ildra's face. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Just the sheer terror of this guy who can kill anyone. Yeah. With this little, yeah, eight ounce rat sitting on his leg and he's freaking out. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was it was a cool movie. I still, it's weird. I've seen it twice. I still don't know exactly how I feel about it as far as like yeah. where I put it like in order. Yeah. Um, If you had to give it a score like out of, out of 10, what would you give it? Um, I'd probably go like seven and a half or eight. Um. I, too. I'm definitely, I was probably affected by Jen watched the first 40, 50 minutes of it with me and hated it. Hated <laughs> that would it. make me like it more. Well, well. It, yeah, I, I have a very low opinion of her taste. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I can't really fault you there. The, uh, but the fact is sitting next to her, feeling this growing 
you know, natural kind of guilt. It was guilt. radiating off her. Yeah. And I was feeling yeah. kind of guilty of making her watch it. The fact is, it's a slow burn. As things are building together and the utter ridiculousness of the characters and there's no, you don't really know where you're going or why. And it's just kind of stupid, mm-hmm. right? When you're bought in, like I am, I know this is James Gunn building a set of characters in context for things rolling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jen doesn't have that faith or willingness to put up with this bullshit. And she never got the payoff at all. But right? Jen, I'm not but sure the she would have liked it. person too, isn't she? Uh, she's, she needs her three act, 28 minutes and she's out. I, yeah. I think she like, well, we've been watching Dexter a lot, right? Which is, mm-hmm. you know, 45, 50 minute 45 episodes, minutes, yeah. not exactly fast moving, right? They tend to no, be there's rather. there's episodes in those seasons Yeah. not much happens. Yeah. And. Just building up setup. And even, yeah, it's just, yeah. So, so she, she's, her, her tolerance for things. Like we've also, I, I started watching the UK original office, Ricky Gervais and, and folks, and she's just having none of it. We're, you know, we're, I told her to watch the first three episodes with me or something. We started the fourth last night and she's just like, this is stupid. This is old. I don't like it. I don't get it. Yeah. Which is funny. I always liked the Ricky Gervais office yeah. more than the U.S. office. Yeah. I, I did when the U.S. office office started, I had been a huge fan of the U.K. office and had watched everything and every special and stuff going back to watch it now. I definitely still love it and love him, but it, but the sensibilities and slowness, right? A lot of the Mm -hmm. humor is in the discomfort of just putting you there watching this. It's not joke, 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 joke. It is growing discomfort in the stupidity and banality of, of what you're watching. he does very well. Exactly. It's, it's annoying to watch. Yeah. Yeah. The difference between a Ricky Gervais and a Steve Carell. Yes. Is dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good example of translating that type of humor from one place to another. How much of it do you think is not to do a huge aside here, but how much do you think is that a time and place thing too? I I think you watched it when it was hyper popular. Yeah. Well, and I, now nobody else gives a shit. Well, so I much. watched it, you know, I watched it in the window after it had aired, right? I watched it via Netflix, you know, when they mailed the DVDs, right? That's how mm-hmm. I, I saw The Office. So, you know, a year or two after it had finished, I believe, maybe maybe before the final Christmas special or something. But, um, but so definitely a time and place thing. But I also think that's part of Jen's perception is her office is the Steve Carell. We never finished it. We watched probably the first six seasons or so. Um, but that the American sensibility and translation of that humor, then going back in time and watching the foundational thing, I do think I I do think it doesn't deliver as well from that perspective. So you think your score was influenced by the fact that Jen didn't enjoy it as much as I, th- I think so. Well, no, uh, just, just, yes. I think if I had watched it by myself, I would probably rate it an eight and a half instead of a okay. seven and a half. But I think, you yeah. know, I think, uh, I mean, my ratings useless. The fact is I clearly enjoyed it and, and it is night and day compared to the first, okay. you know, suicide squad. Yeah. I, I tried to go into it as clean as possible, not comparing it to the first suicide squad. Yeah. Um, because other than a couple overlapping characters, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. It's yeah. Entirely different. Um, 
I mean, my favorite part of that is probably the little cutscene with Ben at the end and Amanda in the restaurant. Hmm. That's yeah. that tie in from the original Suicide Squad. That that little scene is probably my favorite part of the whole thing. There were little bits, but I I never go back and watch the first one. Yeah. Um I did try to compare this to everything else that we've seen for superhero movies. Yeah. And in that prism, and you guys are probably already picking up on where I'm heading with this. I'd probably put an eight and a half, nine out of ten. Yeah. Because it was so dramatically different yeah. than the recycled stuff that we've been getting. Like, I saw this, and now I'm immediately like, oh, shit, I don't want to watch another Ant-Man movie. Oh, like, mm. what, do, yeah. what do I have to look forward to? It's going to be the same thing. Yeah. Three act, big bad. Yep. You're going to give us a couple of the little things that we think we want to see out of the comic. This was, I don't know what I wanted. I think I didn't go into it with any expectations. Yeah. I just went into, you had a filmmaker that just gave you something you enjoyed. It, it was very much like watching that first Guardians. That's what I was going to mm-hmm. say. No idea what the heck to do, but I enjoyed the shit out of it. But I think, I think and that. I that, think that, he's gotten better. Yeah. And I think that comparison is key for me. I wasn't comparing it to other superhero movies because it's a standalone, like it gives you what you need to enjoy it. Independent mm-hmm. of any other, you know, there's no universal dependencies there's no nothing now guardians obviously has and leads to that it happens in universe and and matters but in and of itself it's just a well done thing that's see that's what really got me and the more i've watched this like heather's already gone back and watched it twice (laughs) we watched it again last night yeah because she enjoyed it so much and some of that is just the sensibility where we've talked about this a little bit she's not more like sitcoms yeah. If you try to do hokey, which is strange why Ted Lasso works so well, because that's more a little body, I think. It's not a sitcom. It's not, yeah. it's, it works on different levels, and she's actually laughed out loud at Ted Lasso, <laughs> where if you tried to put the Goldbergs or something on, yeah. she's like- Very different. I rather, I'm going to go outside and watch grass grow. You tell me <laughs> when you're done with the boring shit, and then I'll come back in kind yeah. of a thing. She has no use for regular sitcoms. Never did, probably never will. Yeah. But this- but she is a huge fan of your good writing character interplay. Like Buffy shouldn't have worked on her, but Buffy and Angel were so well written that she loved the shit out of them. Like she could care less about a serial killer, like a Dexter, but it's very well the character arcs and it's very, she likes that more yep. and watching this and the, how each character was independently developed in the interplay between and the humor you find in those conflicts between the characters worked really well. And yeah, it's, I see your point there, Sean. You weren't trying to compare it to anything else. And I think that's a good way of looking at it. It's because it's not. This is one of the few ones that you have full, uh, you have a full self-sustained movie. If you never yep. did anything else with this, you knew all of the characters, yeah. you knew their arc, you knew where they started, they're finished. The, he was able to craft each one of those characters within yeah. two hours and you're out. You're not leaning on 10 years for a payoff. Yeah. Of any of that, where you get little bits and pieces, and we stretch the taffy. So, yeah. but yeah, I I think I'm I'm cranking. It's going to be a nine, nine out of ten. Right. I'm probably more like probably in the seven half eight range because I think I don't know. I feel they just went a little too obscure. I would have liked at least one more character that had a little bit of skin in the game on somewhere, even if it's only for part of the movie. Um, and I would have liked to see some more King Shark stuff because. I mean, if, if you're going ridiculous, you should have had like him, you know, rip w- more than one guy in half. See, now that that's one of the things that I kind of liked about it. 
you had enough to put a smile on people's face, but not enough to where it's you're watching another episode of The Flash or yeah. like that. We all loved Endgame. But when we just brought it up, it's like, oh, yeah, it's one giant CG battle scene. Yeah, yeah no, but it's like, like clearly people standing on fake rocks and we're going to just paint the rest of it in behind them. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, maybe like if he had taken a bigger chunk out of Star or something, I don't know. Like I said, it was good. It was good. I just, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, like I said, I think I said with Black Widow too, like maybe it's having like comic book movie fatigue. That's tell one thing though. This movie Watch takes, Ted Lasso. Yeah, I will. That will this, get you over it. This movie takes Black Widow, which is probably like a six and a half, seven for me, and bumps it down to like a five, five and a half. Like compared that, to I, this movie, yeah. Black Widow is trash. Yeah. Black yeah. Widow is a cookie cutter, straight to DVD piece of junk. <laughs> That's a I did not hard. like that, and I do not care about the Hawkeye TV show either. So, uh, okay, so um, while we're on the subject, maybe of, it's just um, Marvel fatigue. Maybe it is. Yeah, could be. I'm telling you, like, I, I was pissed off last night actually at the two of them because all I wanted to do was come home from my double and watch Titans and they were had already something on schedule they were doing board games and I can't watch Titans without them and all I wanted to do was watch I'm so oh, fuck that no, I'm, you can I haven't it. watched your grown ass man yet. it's Jesus Christ Sean um, I've been it's busy get, it's get, I know it's getting watch you were out of work for weeks you could have seriously been, Jesus Ted Christ Lasso. I watched all of Ted Lasso in like four hours for Christ's yeah, sake no, I know you can I crank know. through the whole season Titans that is getting watched tonight excuse. it's like the first episode for Titans season 3 is titled Barbara Gord and I am so excited yeah I know so you're getting Oracle you're getting so, yeah you're getting so, so, yeah, so, so the yeah. Suicide Squad is a um, in, uh, a group of obscure characters some of the the most useless disney villains are disney <laughs> disney villains, that'd be amazing <laughs> uh, suicide squad disney villains that'd be awesome like hades and yes. um so dc villains so top three today top three obscure like sub-level dc villains you'd want to see whether it's in a suicide squad movie or just another movie yeah all right um i do not have any honorable mentions do you guys yeah i say we just go top three okay i, I got you two got quick top- ones yeah go ahead it's yeah. it's a pair of Wonder Fire Woman away. villains that don't okay. get like none of her villains outside Cheetah get like a lot of play. Right. Um, uh, n- the first one is a uh, Egg Fu, who is a <laughs> giant Chinese egg. Okay. Um, and then number two is Doctor Psycho, but it has to be played the way Tony Hale plays him on the Harley TV show. Because um, <laughs> right. Doctor Psycho on that Harley cartoon is a, is a, an all time character. Yeah, I definitely need to watch that. Um, all right. So my number three. Um, technically, we've had a fair amount of. Uh, this character in various properties, but I love Gorilla Grodd, and when when done well, I think just has so many interesting things. Plus, Giant Ape, I like I like that. Big, so Big Monkey's always a good yeah. So I I and I don't know if we'll get it in Flashpoint or anything like that. It probably wouldn't make sense, but but that's that's a character I would like to see at some point in a real you know like realize the way that. That King Shark has realized. Mm-hmm. I, I'd like that. Excellent. Okay, I can go with that. Um, I think my number three is going to be Calendar Man. We touched upon okay. him before. You see little bits and pieces. Um, I just watched the Long Halloween oh, part I one and two. Yet it is amazingly done, but. I'm kind of my head's kind of going down that path where it's a long Halloween esque story. Yeah. But with him as your big bad, as yeah. opposed to the bit piece providing commentary. Right. Mm. Around. I mean, he's more of an advisor. Yeah. In that yeah. story. Where, and that comes out of that 80s Batman run right around when we would all yeah. been reading those books. Yep. Where you had just ridiculousness 
Yes. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't going to quite go, you know, Condiment King or anything like that, but, you <laughs> yeah. know, I'll go Calendar Man for number three. Awesome. Uh, my number three is a character where, even though I think it's a kind of a cool character, very obscure unless you're familiar with a uh, one certain ex-hockey jersey-wearing writer. I'm going Onomatopoeia. <laughs> right. Um, he was on my list. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's a guy who who speaks Onomatopoeias. It's just, it's it's batshit. And it probably would be very hard. It would be insane if they did it live action. Yeah. Like, insane. Um, but yeah, that's my number three. Awesome. I, I cannot counter that. Um, so... My number two, um, I'm not sure how well it would translate. Um, it has been done in at least one animated series. You guys might know of others, but Parasite. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, in terms of villains that could be interesting in executing them, but also scary, powerful, and be hard amazing. to counter, right? Parasite can basically suck, you know, suck life force and kill normal people, but and and take their memories, but but takes a superhero's powers and memories when you know with contact or or whatever. Yeah. And I forget how I think it was was it Young Justice League where or or the original team who where where was Parasite done? Superman uh, the animated series. Was it? I, yeah. it was, I haven't yeah. watched that, so I saw it in and something. I think Justice, he was in Justice League Unlimited too. I think that's where I that that's where I saw him. Um, and, but I don't remember. I don't have any memory of who beat him how. Um, um. but that's you know. I thought that would be interesting yeah. to see. You know, realized. Anyone who can take a chunk out of Superman's a good pull. So. Exactly. Yeah. You just had that. You had a guy that was in jail because you know. Took oh, that's, a chunk true. Out <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, put so him that's in the my hospital. parasite number two. There you go. I like it. Um, I'm going crazy obscure with this one, and we're actually going to harken back to the Superman movies Ooh. here. I want to see more of Otis, Lex Luthor's henchman played by Ned Beatty. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I want a storyline where Otis is the actual brains behind the operation, yeah. and Lex is just the front man. I love it. Oh, like, Christ. pull back the curtain, and you had, you know, the great Wizard of Oz here. Yes, I love it. <laughs> He's pulling. If we get a Richard Pryor cameo, great. I'm good with that. <laughs> Count the little half pennies and stuff. But that opens up some I comedic want one possibilities. Where Otis is there? Like, think of it a little bit like a a, a Cyrano de Bergerac kind of thing, where mm. Lex Luthor knows he's not what he is, but but wants to, you know, wants to be like that, and so his buddy Otis helps him act and be like that. But Otis is the actual force, but but yes. Lex knows it, right? That could be interesting. Yeah. You might you might get some more Otis story coming up because the Superman seventy eight book's coming out in a month, so Ooh. you'll get some more Otis oh, play. Give me give me all the Otis. Excellent. <laughs> I want him being the brains. That's some obscure <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> How about you, DJ? All right, so my number two is uh, it's it's a two A two B kind of scenario for reasons outside comics. A couple of Batman villains. Uh, number yep. one's the Mad Hatter. Oh yeah. Um, just because I mean, granted, you know, you guys just talk about Long Halloween. Obviously, yep. he does have. Play they've it. made him. Uh, they've made him a bit darker and a bit more of a villain than he was, I guess, mm-hmm. like in the anime series and the old '66 show, et cetera. But uh, I'm just a huge Alice Wonderland fan and a fan of that character, like the yeah. Disney version and stuff. Anything yep. besides Johnny Depp with the Mad Hatter, I'm a big fan of. So, um, and then my two B is uh, another old timey like six six batman villain is king tut oh yeah who's yeah. another villain mm-hmm. that they've kind of like revamped him um re- within the last decade decade and a half and gave him like a power set and stuff and 
which would be kind of cool to have, you know. I'm a big uh, Egyptian history kind of guy, too. So, yeah, so Mad Hatter and King Tut. Nice. Definitely, uh, definitely like those. Um, so we're down to number ones. And so I don't think this is a huge surprise, uh, but DJ already hit on it, uh, onomatopoeia. Ah. Um, mm-hmm. Particularly because... I have no idea, and I think we've talked about this in the past around yeah. the comics. I have no idea exactly how you would translate such a such a character, right? Where they speak in in sounds, right? And so, how would you actually how would you actually do that on screen or in life? Would you do it with the sounds? Would you do it with like Batman sixty six pop ups to tell you yeah, what you're hearing? I would. You know, yeah. It's one of those guys where you give it to Gunn. I mean, number one. Well, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, kind of what I was thinking. The way he kind of did like the blood and stuff. I mean, you do something kind of like that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's ways of deadening all of your background noise. Yeah. So all you hear is the slight bang. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. There's ways of playing it where you go like inside his head only he hears the sounds in his head or something like that where he doesn't Mm -hmm. know what's going on. Yeah. It's it's an opportunity to do something creative. I think you're right. Somebody like Gunn or, uh, um, or David Fincher, right? Somebody, somebody who I'll just go crazy dark. Yeah. <laughs> well, not just crazy dark, but also like, uh, you know, I'm thinking like fight club, like the, the realization yeah. of, oh, played by Rosamund Pike. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> She's a crazy bitch. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's, that's my number one. How about you, Chris? Um, I also had him listed as one, but I actually had where DJ brought him up. I yeah. kind of went back to the drawing board. I figured we were going to talk about him a ton. Anyway, yeah. Um, and went to somebody that I originally had on my honorable mention list, but little bit character. We've seen him show up in Arrowverse briefly in okay. some of the comics, uh, some of the cartoons, but a huge character from our titular years in the comics, especially Crisis, Psycho Pirate. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, that the name alone... I, yeah. I love the idea, and I still enjoy going back and reading that story. That at the end of this massive crossover, multi-world mm-hmm. mishmash, you have Psycho Pirate as the main driving force yeah. behind all this. He's kind of the one being deployed to pull the strings <laughs> and control the masses. And before, before Crisis. I had no friggin' idea who Psycho Pirate was. I yeah. I have no idea who Psycho Pirate is, but as soon as you said the name, I have uh, Talking Heads, you know, in my head. Psycho Pirate, qu'est-ce que c'est? Um. <laughs> Put on the mask and make you do whatever I want you to, or feel however I want you to feel. That awesome. sounds a little. Uh, That's obscure as hell, yeah. man. Mm. I tried. Okay, so for my number one, I'm going to the uh, the old trademark DJ recency biased. Um, much like some of my honorable mentions, the Harley cartoon has a huge influence on like, mm-hmm. you know, because that's basically like her own little suicide squad. Right. Uh, my number one is Kite Man. <laughs> Kite Man is one of the best things about that cartoon. Um, and just the way they do it, where is he, he's not even he's like, ridiculous. he's not like a villain. He's like just like some douchey bro that can he's... like glide from building to building pretty much. Like he doesn't even do anything villainous. Nice. He's, he's comic there. relief. He is. Yeah. He is. And, you know, to have him like, in like say a suicide squad and we were just like okay kite man you're up and he just kind of like jumps off the Boy. boat and then just falls in the water and blows up or something like that he's just gone in 30 seconds like i always uh, thought it was hilarious that he was invited to the penguins kids party yes like yes. why out of all these villains would kite man get an invitation yeah he's just uh 
Ugh. I mean, I guess it's kind of cool, like when something takes a, a crazy character like that and kind of like you know stretches him out a little bit more. But yeah, it's yeah. um mm-hmm. every time he's on screen in that cartoon, I just I laugh my ass off. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. that's time. To, that's he's just, funny as hell. That and works. I hate and I hate to say it because he's already been in the universe as another character, but you have to make him Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> you almost have to, because um, um, he's got that kind of that kind of energy. So like that Van Wilder kind of thing going. But mm. cool. Okay, nice. so Sean had Gorilla Grodd, Parasite, and Onomatopoeia. Chris had Calendar Man, Otis, <laughs> that one gets me, and Psycho Pirate. And I had Onomatopoeia, the Mad Hatter, and King Tut, and Kite Man. Yes. Very nice, very nice. I think that fits very the bill. Excellent. It does. So um, everyone, thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Fmen37. Um, we'll do this again pretty soon. Yeah. And I, I just want to say, um, so uh, Patriots are 1-0 in the preseason, and a couple of our... Uh, couple of our uh there. list from last week had a good good first preseason game so i don't watch preseason <laughs> john U. smith had an awesome just. little like just screen pass that he blasted for 16 yards so they pulled him out nice. mac looked good nice stevenson looked good so just just brace yourself folks well, well i know it's I'll, I'll say um i don't know whether we will <laughs> we will get this out in time to tell any of our listeners that that aren't already aware but uh, i will be going down to the chuck and brad podcast bradley yes. drawn show mm-hmm. uh sunday august 15th in he'll Providence. be our representative yes so i'll be there um and i know at least one of our colors. listeners will be there uh sherry will be there so i get to meet sherry's mom which i'm excited about um but uh but yeah talk to you guys soon and uh school's coming it's it's uh we're heading towards fall, which it's is so nice. close. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll have to do Football a season. top three school movies. Ooh, that's not Ooh. a bad idea. Can do a back to school special. <laughs> Ooh, I like that one. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. There we go. <laughs> All right, kids, go mow the lawn or something. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I got to go buy some stuff that because it's tax free weekend. I'm going to try to take advantage and save ten dollars. And j- j- just remember, you're spending money. You're not saving money. No, I will. That's. I need to fix. We went my back doors. to school shopping yesterday. Yeah. My mother said, "Why didn't you wait for tax free weekend?" I'm like, "Because it was worth the twelve dollars not to go out on tax free." Yeah, weekend. no, I know, I know, I know. Mine's more a necessity. I got to, I got to fix the doors. So I got to go to. Oh God, I got to go to Lowe's again. DJ's specialty oh. is persistent retail self torture on yes. multiple ends of the retail spectrum. That is true. That is it's true. a daily thing. It, really it is. is. It is. A thing. It is. It's like bomb for the soul. Uh, guys, have a great week. Have a good one, everyone. <laughs> have a good weekend, guys. Right. Later.